You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Colwin. Always a pleasure to be with you. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great week and a great start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves entered Wednesday coming off a Tuesday that had both its ups and its downs. Obviously, the Braves off the field you know, ran into some unexpected news when it came to Max Reed, me and uh, Stephen Tolbert. If you've not been able to enjoy you know, our breakdown of all the injury news when it came to Max Reed, make sure you check out the Tuesday edition of the Daily Hammer. But the Braves were able to take care of business on Tuesday night. Once again, thanks to Sean Murphy, an outstanding offensive output getting the victory 9-3. So with going into Wednesday, the Braves were hoping to be able to complete a series sweep, but a rare occurrence happened in Wednesday's game, a bullpen game was the route the Braves decided to go instead of calling up Jared Schuster or Dylan Dodd. The Braves just simply decided to manage through Wednesday's game to get to the off day today, and then today they'll likely schedule out how the starting rotation is going to look over the coming days and weeks as they again navigate through a tough May schedule. But with the bullpen game in place, it just simply was not in the cards. As the Braves lost 5-2 to Boston, Boston got ahead early as they were able to find some success against Colin McHugh. The Braves were able to come back, a mammoth home run from Ronald Acuna Jr. More on that in just a second. And then Eddie Rosario, continuing his productive hitting, was able to tie the game with the base hit. But Boston got the big hits late. They were able to score three runs over the final three innings of the game, and they were able to get the win 5-2. So it just was simply one of those nights you, you see it once or twice a month even with a team that's arguably the best the best in baseball like the Braves, nights like this simply happen from time to time and it just was not in the cards for Atlanta on Wednesday night. But that doesn't mean there weren't some bright spots and that starts with Dylan Lee. Dylan Lee made his second career start last night. I believe his second career start. He started the bullpen game, basically was the opener, two and two-thirds innings, three strikeouts, only one hit, in his performance last night against Boston. It was a great development because it's starting to show that Dylan Lee is getting back into his reliable, consistent form. He's made 18 appearances so far this year now and has only given up a, and has given up a run in only three of them. But the, those three 
appearances in which he gave up a run, they were among a stretch of four appearances at the end of April and early May. Dylan Lee struggled just like much of the Braves bullpen did in late April and early May. But it's good to see that he's starting to find his form once again because right now, though the Braves bullpen, thankfully, is fully healthy, they're still trying to work their way back to being one of the better bullpens in baseball. So for any part of the bullpen that can show some consistency, that's a great development. And Dylan Lee, who's not given up a run in his last three outings, he seems to be finding success once again, and hopefully he'll be able to continue that much like he did last year and for most of April. The other great development was the fact that Austin Riley was able to produce a multi-hit game. Two base hits, two singles, scored a run. He was able to put some good contact on the ball, and that's something that we're starting to see consistently. He now has a hit in seven of his ten games in May, and even on Tuesday night, when Riley did not produce a hit, he still earned a walk, he earned a run, and a couple of his batted balls that went for outs were hard hit balls. We're starting to see him make better contact. Now, he still is a significant ways away from being the MVP level producer or you know being a producer at the plate that could be in the MVP conversation. That's the Austin Riley that we know he's fully capable of being. It still seems like he's a significant ways away from being that level of Austin Riley, and so it'll take time for him to get there, but it's good to see that he's putting together some productive at-bats, and hopefully he'll continue to make hard contact, continue to put the ball in the air more, and better results will be on the horizon for Austin Riley. But one player who definitely is putting the ball in the air with authority right now is Ronald Acuna Jr., a 470-foot just mammoth shot. You could tell immediately as soon as the ball came off the bat, it was going to be another majestic shot that Ronald Acuna Jr. has become very consistent at producing during his time in Atlanta. The sixth longest home run in the history of Truist Park, and it was just a lot of fun to see. But if you now go back over the past basically two weeks, go back to two Fridays ago, in which Ronald Acuna Jr. hit that big three-run home run that was the difference in Game 1 against the Mets, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s last three home runs have been for 445 feet or more. The one against the Mets, the he hit an absolute frozen rope to center field against the Marlins, and then, of course, his mammoth shot last night against the Red Sox. A Good sign that Ronald Acuna Jr. is as locked in as he can be is when he is hitting tape measure shots every other game or every three games. And that's what we're starting to see. To begin the season, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been incredible. A clear front runner for the National League MVP. But a lot of that has been with him, you know, having success on the base pass, consistently getting on base, consistently putting the ball in play. His overall power ha had been a little bit less than many of us had anticipated to start the year. But we're starting to see that really round into form. Now, seven home runs on the season, and he's starting to hit no-doubters consistently. So again, one of the best signs that Ronald Acuna Jr. is clearly locked in is when he is consistently hitting tape measure home runs, and that's what he's been doing over the past few weeks, and you certainly hope that continues as the Braves make their way against quality competition 
in May. But of course, when it comes to the Braves, the big news of the day besides what occurred on the field was we got more news on both Kyle Wright and Max Reed, including a potential timeline of when both pitchers may return, hopefully at some point this season. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So as the Braves enter Thursday, they're thankfully going to uh, be able to benefit from their second off day of the week. And of course, with you know a lot of less than ideal news off the field when it comes to both Max Reed and Kyle Wright on Tuesday and Wednesday, though the Braves don't have a game on Thursday, they'll have plenty of work to do in terms of piecing together the starting rotation, not only for this weekend against the Blue Jays, but also for the coming days and weeks as they continue to adjust with life to life without both Max Reed and Kyle Wright. Now, the good news is, is that for both Kyle Wright and Max Reed, if you consider it good news, the shoulder strain for Kyle Wright, the forearm strain for Max Reed, those appear to be the only injuries that are of concern. And what I mean by that is, is that in a lot of cases, a shoulder strain or a forearm strain could be an indicator of, of further damage to an, another part of you know the pitching arm or body or what have you. Thankfully, it seems as if the main focus for the Braves is that they're wanting the shoulder strain to heal for Kyle Wright, and they're wanting the forearm strain to heal for Max Reed. And what I mean by that is, is that there seems to be full expectation that both Wright and Freed will each take the mound again for the Braves at some point this season. That's the good news. The unfortunate news is that it's likely going to be right after the All-Star break at the earliest when we can really start to pinpoint a time that Freed and then Wright will be able to take them out, as Mark Bowman of MLB.com and others hinted at on Wednesday. Mark Bowman basically revealed that it, the expectation is, is that it'll be multiple months. It'll be at least two months before Freed or Wright will really be available to start to pinpoint when they could return to the mound for Atlanta. And the expectation is, is that it likely, with the fact that Kyle Wright now is having, you know, his second, you know, bout of, of issues with his shoulder, Kyle Wright's overall timetable of return will likely be longer than Max Reed. So great news to know that there seems to be full confidence that both pitchers will be back at some point, likely around the trade deadline into August. But that means now that the Braves are going to have two, two and a half months, maybe even three months in the case of Wright, where they're going to have to continue to fill in the void left by both Wright and Max Reed. And of course, what that looks like 
is the fact that you're going to need to continue to obviously get good production from Spencer Strider as well as Charlie Morton. You're hoping that Bryce Elder will continue to have you know good success in his breakout season. And then at least one of Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, and Mike Soroka will be able to step up and become a reliable part of the rotation over the next few months. Now, of course, against the Blue Jays, that likely means that you're going to see Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder, and then you may see Charlie Morton as well on Sunday. There could be a chance that the Braves could then move Morton back to the start of next week, and then you might see one of Schuster, um, Dodd, or even Soroka take them out on Sunday. The big thing overall, though, is that you're likely going to see a lot of TBDs on the Braves starting rotation in the coming days as they continue to try to fill out a routine starting rotation that they can go to as they work through the month of May into the month of June. So the latest news from Wednesday is, is kind of what we expected. The, the expectation is, is that both Freed and Wright will be back at some point this season, but it seems almost a certainty that both of them will be back after the All-Star break, hopefully in full health. And though I don't want to refer to it like some others do, is hey, it's just like a trade. Again, I do think that there could be benefit in the fact that both of these pitchers are working their way back from injury, because if we can get both pitchers back fully healthy, they will not have the same innings fatigue on them that others have had, and that may allow for them to be truly fresh for the postseason, which could be a big boost. So beyond internal options such as Schuster, Dodd, and Soroka relying on them. The first thing that really stands out over the next few months is that this is an opportunity for the Braves. You know, we've discussed uh, kind of a, you know, one of the more underrated discussions over the offseason is the fact that with Max Freed, you know, he's got, this will be his second to last year. He's got one more year of arbitration after this. There had not been a long-term extension put in place for him. And so many had started to talk about what would life be like without Max Reed. Well, we're getting an indication of what that may look like now. Obviously, early than any, earlier than any of us expected, and none of us want this. But one benefit or one opportunity that is there with Max Reed not being an option in the rotation right now is that the Braves truly have the opportunity to really see what they have in terms of, uh, you know, the arms that, they hope will one day step into the rotation. They now have the chance to audition those arms and see what they could do at the major league level. For Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, it's seeing what level of production they may be able to offer in terms of, you know, hey, if they're going to be regular parts of the rotation, what can they do to find success? And if that's the case, that may allow for them to be in plans to be a part of the rotation in the future. Of course, with Michael Soroka, it's can he be a reliable part of the rotation? We know he has the talent to be that, but will his health allow for him to be that? So while this situation that's been created, you definitely don't want for it to work out this way, in which it was, you know, significant injuries to Wright and Freed. But I really do think that the Braves, who, who like to be opportunistic in terms of their internal young talent, I definitely think they view this as an opportunity to really see what Schuster, Dodd, and Soroka can do with the extended looks over the next few months. And with that being said, I think a couple of other things, the spotlight shines on a couple of other points in terms of how the Braves are going to find success without Freed and Wright. I don't expect for there to be any type of real major 
external move. I don't think that Mike, you know, we know that Alex Anthopoulos is not one to, to be reactive. He's not one to panic if things do not go the way that's expected. So I don't think that there's going to be a trade for a notable pitching arm. I don't think that there's going to be any type of move that's going to be made, you know, here in the near future with the injuries that have occurred. You may see a few additional pieces added, like from, you know, players that are designated for assignment from other teams. Maybe the Braves go out and sign, you know, a name that's known to a minor league deal. You know, I don't want to speculate on who that might be. There may be one or two additions to the franchise in terms of starting pitchers that will allow for there to be extra depth there that the Braves later on in the season could rely on. But I don't think there's going to be any major external moves made right now. Because with us only being in early May so far in the 2023 season, it's just very rare to see there be a significant move of a pitching arm going from one team to another. And that's especially the case now when you see the fact that so many teams are still in it. You know, the Braves as well as the Phillies, the last two teams that have been to the World Series for the National League, they struggled. For much of, you know, the early part of the season, both the Braves and the Phillies did not look. There wasn't a lot of confidence even entering August for both of those teams over the past two years that they would be playoff teams. So for us to be in early May, there's not many teams that have basically accepted the fact that 2023 is just not a year that they're going to be competitive and they're ready to make moves. So the reason why the Braves are not likely to make a significant external move move in the near future is because the opportunity to do that is just not there. And obviously, Alex Anthopoulos is not going to overpay to try to create something there that's not. So when it comes to how the Braves, specifically in the starting rotation, are going to manage through the injuries to Wright and Freed, I really think that there is you know, some anticipation, there's some intrigue there to really give extended looks to Dodd and to Schuster and to Soroka, maybe one or two others, and, they're, and the Braves are confident that they'll be able to navigate these tough waters until Wright and Freed are back. And of course, I think another significant point of emphasis, if it's going to, you know, be the Braves relying on their internal options to really produce success for them, is that if the starting rotation just naturally is not going to be as, as strong of a source of success simply because of the talent that they're missing right now in Freed and Wright, it's going to be imperative that the other aspects of the Braves team really step up and start to be consistent. The offense should be fine, especially with the fact that it's now fully healthy. The offense should be just fine. Sure, you're going to get nights like you get on win on uh, Wednesday night, but I think that the Braves are going to be more capable than most offenses of putting together several nights like they did on Tuesday night to be able to get victories even if the starting rotation were to struggle. But the other part of the team that really needs to regain its consistency is the bullpen. Now, as I mentioned over the past two to three weeks, you know, others have talked about it on the podcast to be named later, as well as the Battery Power podcast. The Braves' lack of success over the past couple of weeks when it comes to their bullpen, a lot of that could be can be attributed to bad luck, especially when it comes to A.J. Minter. The underlying statistics, the underlying indicators of how Minter is doing with what he can control, they still remain very positive. It's just that the results right now are not there. But in Wednesday night's game, all five of the runs that the Red Sox scored, they came off of the options in the Braves' bullpen 
that are viewed as being the most important, the the the, the back of the Braves bullpen, if you will. You know, Colin McHugh gave up two runs. Nick Anderson uh, gave up a, a a double after AJ Minter um, had struggled to you know in his outing in the seventh inning, and of course, Rysel Iglesias gave up a two-run homer, the first homer that he's given up since June of 2022. This likely is simply a rough patch for this bullpen, who now is finally healthy, and uh, you know a lot of relievers with Iglesias now being in the closing role are settling into the role that they're more familiar with. So I would expect, I, I'm very confident that the Braves bullpen will once again emerge as one of the best in baseball in time. But it's going to be even more imperative for that to be the case sooner rather than later because if the Braves are going to experience some struggles in the starting rotation, they're definitely going to need for their bullpen to be top-notch for them to be able to protect leads and also put themselves in a position to maybe come behind, come from behind every now and then to be able to get victories. So with both ride, so with both with the expectation now for both ride and freed to be out for two plus months, it becomes even more imperative for both the um, lineup and the bullpen of the Braves to be at elite levels. We know that they're fully capable of being that way. We know there's more than enough talent both in the lineup and the bullpen, especially with both of those units on the team now fully healthy. We know there's more than enough talent for them to be consistently elite. The Braves need for that to happen if they hope to continue to win at the rate that they have so far, and especially if they hope to have success as they navigate through a very tough schedule in May. Hope everyone enjoys the off day. After this off day, the Braves are going to be playing plenty of baseball, and there's still going to be some exciting matchups coming up in May, including you know a pretty fun matchup against one of the better teams in the AL East in the Toronto Blue Jays. For Friday, you'll have the podcast to be named later with both Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis. You can find the Daily Hammer the podcast to be named later, and the Battery Power podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Always a pleasure to be with you. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.